Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. And just like yesterday's show on the advanced nodes of the moon, today we are giving you another first-time topic on the Astrology Hour. This one is called Hemisphere Analysis. So this should be a very interesting show. And for those of you that are used to recording the show or enjoy recording the show, you should get a real good kick out of today's show and a nice turn-on. Yes, the birth chart. It's a map, actually, of the positions of the planets at the time and the place you were born. In case you didn't know that, the birth chart that we also refer to as the astroscope is uh, pretty much like an astronomical uh, location map and lets us know where all the planets, as far as we can see, were located frozen in space during the time you came out of the womb and also during the time that you inhaled your first breath, your astral body came into the physical and you finally became animate and part of this dimension. So, I like the birth effect. It's interesting to note that from the planet Earth's point of view, we don't have a whole lot of bodies out there in the sky that are moving around. Wouldn't it be complicated if we had to study maybe 50, 60, or 200 moving bodies in the sky to try to analyze space, outer space? Not only would it be interesting, it would be quite a light show. It's not that difficult from our perspective. The visible planets, of course, Sun and Moon and Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn are really all that appears to be moving, although Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto through telescopic analysis along with the asteroids are also moving. So from our point of view, that is what we are interested in astrologically, and that is what is called the birth chart, or the analysis of the moving bodies in the sky at birth. Interesting part of astrology is that because we don't have so many moving bodies in the sky, it's not really that difficult to understand because, frankly, the constellations that are behind the planets appear to be frozen because they are so far away that even though they are moving quite rapidly, from our perspective, it literally takes them hundreds of thousands of years to move a micrometer (laughs) or a millimeter or whatever. So we are more, much more interested, much more curious about the moving planets. So, the birth chart, being a map of the positions of these planets at the time and place you were born, symbolically, you are at the center of the circle and of the center of the chart and at the center of the universe. Now, when we talk about hemisphere analysis, we are talking about looking at the circle of the chart and dividing it in half from top to bottom, which we call the horizon, above the horizon and below the horizon, and also from left to right, dividing the wheel in half that we call the meridian, to the right of the meridian and to the left of the meridian. So during today's topic, that's what we're going to take a look at. We're going to take a look at the upper horizon or the southern part of the chart where noon is, and the lower horizon where the bottom part of the chart is where midnight would be or north. 
And we're going to take a look at the meridian. Like I say, to the right is sunset, the west, and to the left is sunrise, the east, where the rising sign is in the east. Now, let's take a look at the horizon first. The horizon axis, which divides the chart between north and south, which means that if we drew a line from left to right, from the rising to the falling, from the rising sign to the descendant, the ascendant to the descendant, so if we drew a line from where the 9 would be on the clock face to the 3, we would divide the chart in half with two equal slices, one on the top and one on the bottom. Got that? So the horizontal axis divides the chart between the north and the south is called the horizon. If you could recreate the skies at the moment of your birth, the planets above the horizon in the chart would be the ones that you could see directly overhead. You got it? Visible. <laughs> if you had a telescope, you could also see them. The planets below the horizon in the chart would be the ones on the other side of the Earth's surface, the planets and the sun and the moon that had set. So the horizon represents a line of total awareness, planetary awareness, visible planets and planets not visible. This is very important because the planets, of course, that are above the horizon, we are getting direct ray cosmic ray vibration from at birth, and the planets below the horizon we are getting vibration from, but this vibration is coming through the Earth into our bodies. So there is much more of an earthen effect from planets that are below the horizon. All right? Is that clear? Yes, it is. Okay, thank you. <laughs> the meridian, the vertical axis, or if we draw a line, now forget the line that goes horizontal from left to right, and let's take another circle. If you're following along with me, you would have just drawn a circle and cut it in half from left to right. Now let's draw another circle or look at our chart and draw a vertical axis or a line that would go from the top of the chart where 12 would be in the clock face to the bottom of the chart. The top of the chart is known as the south point or noon and the bottom of the chart is known as the midnight point or the north. Now this is the vertical axis that divides the chart and gives us an eastern hemisphere and a western hemisphere. Before when we looked at the horizontal axis, we had a northern hemisphere and a southern hemisphere, or a top and a bottom. Now, with the meridian, we have a vertical axis that divides the chart and gives us an eastern hemisphere, or a left half of the chart, and a western hemisphere, or the right half. And once again, the east is sunrise, where sun normally rises, and the west would be where the sun would set. Again, if you could recreate the skies at the moment of your birth, the planets on the left side of this meridian would be rising in the eastern sky, and the planets on the right side of the meridian would be setting or falling in the western sky. The meridian represents a line of concrete experience, whereas the horizon represents awareness. The meridian's definition is line of concrete experience. Now, let's take a look, first of all, at analysis of dividing the chart with the horizon. And we're going to take a look at what is called the outer public versus the inner private realm. All right. Now, first of all, when you look at your charts, as you're looking at your charts, a lot of you may notice that there is a hemispheric pattern, which means that you will notice that, first of all, if you have Sun, Moon rising, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, right, of all those factors you have, besides the rising sign, 10, Factors, meaning eight planets with the sun and the moon, equals ten. All right? So for this topic, 
I want you to become aware of which hemisphere your planets emphasize. Now, if you looked at my chart, you would notice that my planets are all on the left side of the meridian. Every one of them is on the left side of the meridian, except maybe for Venus and Uranus on the right. So I am a left meridian-emphasized person. And the important part of this topic, the major significance of this topic, is actually to let you know and to give you an idea from hemispheric analysis that by understanding which hemisphere your chart emphasizes, this will tell you more what type of person you are. And becoming more astrologically aware by studying the hemispheres of people you know and love, you'll also get a better idea where they are coming from. Because where the planets are at birth, and considering which hemisphere is emphasized, which means where are the majority of the planets located in your chart, whether they're above the horizon, below the horizon, left to the meridian, or right of the meridian, Where's the emphasis? This totally will tell you where a basic vibration from a person that it will let you know what they're about. And this philosophy works to a T also. So when we analyze the horizon or the upper or the lower half of a chart, we are talking about public versus private realms. Now, if you are a person that has the majority of your planets above the horizon at birth, which is what we would call the daytime planets or planets that would be visible, right? In the upper hemisphere, whose rays symbolically reach us directly through the air, represent parts of our personalities that receive information in an outer, objective, or conscious manner. Got that? So these are people that would be more extrovert, more objective, and more conscious, more aware, people that have planets above the horizon on emphasis. The planets below the horizon, in the private realm, in the lower hemisphere, whose rays symbolically have to go through the surface of the earth, completely through the earth in order to reach us, represent parts of our personalities that receive information in an inner, subjective, or subconscious manner. So if you want to label upper half as extrovert and lower half as introvert, upper half is more mature and adult and more outspoken, and communicative, lower half is more reserved and more, I guess, possibly inhibited and more intuitive, then you could do that also. But frankly, we do feel and we do find that people that have planets below the horizon have a lot more personal growth to strive through and also dealing much more with themselves, self being emphasized. People that emphasize the upper half of the chart, the public part of the hemisphere of the horizon would be more people that would have karma with others, with the world, with the career, with relationships. A lot of people that emphasize lower half of the chart can maybe not really hermitize themselves, but might not be as exciting personalities or as extrovert or people that might succeed with tremendous public flair. Now, there will be exceptions, but oftentimes when I do see people that have all their planets Below the horizon in the lower half of the chart, oftentimes there is a childlike nature about them and sometimes fear that accompanies this nature that prevents them from reaching out. Kind of like the upper half people usually are leaders and winners and successful, powerful people. And the lower half chart oftentimes would be the followers or the service-oriented people are people that might not be interested in looking beyond 
the veil of which most things are covered with. So that's a good analysis of the outer public or the upper half people against the inner private or the lower half people as far as a hemisphere analysis. Now let's take a look at the left, the meridian, and the left part of the meridian, the eastern part, the rising side, which is called the active, versus the right side of the meridian, or the western part, which would be the responsive realm, the active realm versus the responsive realm. The planets on the left side of the meridian in the rising hemisphere represent the active and assertive part of our personalities. Here is where we sow karmic seeds, all right? The planets on the right side of the meridian in the setting hemisphere represent the receptive and the responsive parts of our personalities, and here is where we reap karmic fruits, all right? So obviously we do find that people that are active people with left hemispheric charts like I have (laughs) are people that obviously are going to be initiators and people with planets on the right hemisphere of the meridian, the right side, the right half of the chart, would be more responders. Instead of activators, there would be responders. The synthesis here, by adding up the number of planets in each sector, whether it's upper, lower, left, or right, you can get a good idea of how you operate on the subjective, objective, and active responsive scales. And using the keywords that I'm going to give you right now, you can construct sentences that can help you describe your own experiences of these areas and help you understand and analyze your own personal chart, which I think can be quite helpful. See, like, obviously, if you're looking at Farley's chart, and because I'm here, I'll use myself as as an example, my planets are above and below both. I have a moon and Jupiter below the horizon. Majority of my planets are above the horizon, so I would be more of a public person than a private person. And then because the majority of my planets are on the left side of the meridian and only two on the right side, I am more of an active. So I'm an active public person instead of some people who might be private responsive or some people could be totally private or some people could be totally public depending where your planets fall. Now, in the next segment of the Astrology Hour, I'm going to give you the keywords that you can write down, or hopefully you're recording this show, that will help you understand upper and lower hemispheres and also the rising and the setting hemispheres, so that will help you understand better your charts as you analyze. And at this point, of course, a lot of you listening to the show are going, wow, he's doing some pretty intense astrology topics this week. Why don't I have my chart? And I was thinking, well, I tell you, I go back and forth from metaphysical to spiritual to psychic to astrology topics, and this week I guess I'm inspired. So, yeah, (laughs) if you don't have your chart, I'm real sorry about that. Okay, here's your keywords, folks. For you upper hemisphere people, the keywords are objective, outer awareness, extroverted, conscious, public, social, possibly show business, corporate, political, as far as politics is concerned, and business. Got that? The lower hemisphere people, the key words are subjective, inner awareness, introverted, subconscious, intuitive, personal, private, service-oriented, and more, I would say, of a hermit. Or somebody that could hermitize themselves or be frightened of attachment or relationships. People that are left meridian people, 
are half planets on the left side, the rising hemisphere. The key words would be awareness of self, activated, active, free and independent, karma creating, which means these are the manipulators if they want to be. Self-motivated, self-starting, all right? And folks that have the planets in the right half of the meridian or on the setting side would be more aware of others than self. You notice the left side was awareness of self. The right side of the chart, right half, is awareness of others. Instead of being active, more receptive, more absorbing. Interdependent. In other words, they would need people. They wouldn't be as independent. They would require other people. And these would be people that would be more into karmic absolution. That's why I'm glad I have my chart ruler Venus and Uranus on the right half of my chart in my ninth house in the actually the western part of the chart, the right side of the meridian, because that helps me absolve the karma, karma reaping side. Obviously, people that have all their planets in the left side of the meridian can be brutal. <laughs> if they don't have any planets in the right side, it's kind of tough to absolve your karma. So a very important thing to understand here. And also, instead of being self-motivated, if you are a person who has planets on the right side of the chart, so you are more destined to work for others or need direction or be other-directed. See what I mean? People that have planets focused on the left side of the meridian in the rising sector are more bosses, managers, administrators. See what I mean? People that are self-employed. And don't do well working with others. If you have planets on the right side of the meridian, you need direction. You follow direction well. You are a serving, service-oriented type person. Isn't this topic awesome? I mean, I just love this topic. And I've never really spent as much time actually on the nodes or on the hemispheres as I had yesterday and today. So I know that you people that have been long-time patient listeners to the Astrology Hour have gotten some information that you've probably never heard off this show before. So you've probably been very happy about this particular topic. Hemisphere emphasis and hemisphere analysis, very important to understand our personalities and why we are the way we are. And frankly, there will be some of you out there in discussion of this topic. I want you to know that some of you may have your planets in a splash pattern that are so divided that you don't have any hemisphere emphasized at all. <laughs> You're not upper, lower, right, or left. That's okay. That is totally okay if you have that, but I just want you to know that that makes you more of a worldly individual. In other words, you would then encompass and embrace everything that I have discussed today. Just so happens that the majority of you, I'd say over 90% of you, will have hemisphere analysis, and for that reason, it will actually give you a situation in your chart where you can have more focus as far as understanding the type of person you are. You know, a lot of people that are left side of the chart people try to work for others. Doesn't work. I tried it until I was 30, 32. The only reason why I'm at KFOX and also KROC is because they give me a free role. They don't try to rule me or dominate me or supervise me. When I walk in here, I have control, and that's what I like. That's because I'm a left hemisphere type of person, so it works better that way. See what I mean? And if you have all your planets below the chart and below the horizon, and then you should be somebody that would need to reach out and touch and stop being frightened of relationships. You get involved with women, like if you're a guy and you're looking for women and you meet somebody who's nice and you think you like them, 
And you start hearing this, I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared. And you look at their chart and you see all these planets below the horizon. They're not only afraid of you, they're afraid of any people, period. It's not only that they prefer being alone, but it's just their nature. Because they're a lower horizon person. So you know what that means? you got to find somebody that has a hemispheric emphasis similar to your own. And when you find that, then you'll get better compatibility. Like some people think, well, if I'm a left meridian person, then I do better with a right meridian person. Wrong. If you're left meridian, you need to be with somebody else who's similar to you, who also is left meridian, perhaps upper horizon, upper hemisphere, and that way you will relate to each other. If you're an upper horizon person, then you're going to be a people-oriented person. If you're a lower horizon person, you're going to be scared of people, probably more. So if you marry somebody who's lower horizon, you're upper horizon, you might be a pretty lonely time for you because they're going to need too much space. You get my drift here? Pretty important topic, folks.